Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Jennifer Chambliss Burtman, who made her fiction debut in 2015 with the middle grade novel Book Scavenger. The book has just been published in paperback by Squarefish, an imprint of Macmillan Children's Publishing Group, which is sponsoring this podcast. Book Scavenger introduces 12-year-old Emily Crane, who has just moved to San Francisco with her parents. One good thing about the move is that the city is home to Garrison Griswold, the creator of a popular game called Book Scavenger, which involves hiding books and leaving clues so others can find them. After Emily meets James, a neighbor who enjoys puzzles as much as she does, the two are quickly thrown into a wild adventure involving a copy of Edgar Allan Poe's The Gold Bug, after Griswold himself is attacked by thieves and left in a coma. Jennifer, thank you for speaking with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, congratulations on the publication of your first book. What has the past year been like for you? It has been amazing, unreal, lots of fun. I've been working toward this goal of publishing a book for quite a while, and so to actually have it out in the real world and uh, have these characters I've been living with no longer seem like only my imaginary friends has just been really <laughs> very cool. At what point did that happen? Were you, as a child, interested in you know becoming a writer someday? Was it something that sort of later on sort of realized that this is something that could happen? I always enjoyed writing, and I, I especially liked reading. And I would write to my favorite children's book authors to get advice on how I could become an author. But it wasn't really something that seemed like an actual possibility. It felt the equivalent of trying to want to be a princess or a wizard, you know. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't really until when I was in college, I took a creative writing class just to meet a writing requirement and just absolutely fell in love with it. And that's when I really started to take it seriously. And if you had taken some wizardry classes, who knows? I know. <laughs> um, and then and you actually went on to get uh, your MFA at then at some point? I did. Yeah, I took every creative writing class I could at my undergraduate college. And then I liked it so much that I didn't really know what else to do with myself when I graduated college. So I went to graduate school and studied creative writing there. Was it at that point that your, your thoughts started turning toward um, children's literature specifically? It was. I've always liked reading children's books, but it was in graduate school. We did a two-week study on children's books and um, had an assignment of writing a picture book. And I was also at the same time working at a children's bookstore and nannying. So I was really immersed in that world and just fell in love with the genre and just started focusing on that as, as what I wanted to do as a writer. Is the, uh, the bookstore you're working with uh, still around? Yes, the Linden Tree in Los Altos, yep. California. Excellent. Well, you know, a book like this certainly uh, kind of suggests uh, a childhood filled with, with reading. Was that definitely the case for you? Absolutely, yeah. It was probably my number one favorite thing to do was read. And not just, I loved reading, but I also loved recreating things from stories. I had a, a very creative best friend, and she and I would create. We loved the Egypt game by Zulfa Keatley Snyder. And we had our own version of the Egypt game, which I don't really remember how it worked, but it was inspired from the story. And I loved the babysitter's club. And I started my own babysitter's club with some friends when I was in sixth grade. So I was a very avid reader, but I would also take what I was reading from stories into my real life world too. And are the influences of some of those particular books and stories, things that you brought to this book specifically? Definitely. That was really when I started writing Book Scavenger, I was really trying to write a novel that I would have loved when I was about 12. And so I really drew on some of my favorites 
um, like the Westing game by Ellen Raskin and from the mixed up files of Ms. Basley, Frank Weiler and the Egypt game. And the movie Goonies also was mm-hmm. a, another inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned in the, uh, the sort of closing notes of the book, um, Masquerade also, which has a certain, it's kind of interesting because that had a real life element to it as a book, but then so does Book Scavenger in the end. Yeah. Speaking of other elements of this story specifically, puzzles, word games, ciphers, are those things that have also been part of your life from early on, something you came to or enjoy now? Yes and no. I I liked um, in Book Scavenger, James does these logic puzzles, and I really enjoyed those when I was young. I liked reading puzzle mysteries, but a lot of that came into Book Scavenger just as a product of my research, just because I, I was trying to think of one of the first seeds of the story was that the kids found a book that would lead them on an adventure. And I thought it would be fun if there's a hidden message in it. So I started researching codes and ciphers. And that's that's where I really learned a lot of, of what is in the story um, came from at that point. And uh, you know, did you always feel that, you know, while either while you were working on your MFA and maybe as the ideas for this book were coming together, that that middle grade seemed like a natural home or at least entry point into writing for you, given especially the influences that you described and uh, the kind of yeah. story you wanted to tell? It feels like a natural fit to me now, but it took me a while to recognize that. Um, I, I jumped around with trying to write different styles before I really settled on middle grade novels. And I I spent a lot of time writing short stories, trying to emulate some of my favorite writers like Eudora Royalty and Alice Monroe. And I also spent a lot of time writing picture books, which I'd like to get back to someday. But I really feel like middle grade is a good fit for my writing voice. And uh, when the book first came out last year, it was uh, published by uh, Christy Ottaviano's imprint at uh, Henry Holt. Can you talk about how the book made its way there? Was this something you, you kind of set out to uh, make happen after you graduated? And I guess what that process was like of getting it there and then editing beyond that? Yeah, I spent 10 years writing Book Scavenger. So um, when I was in graduate school was, you know, back in early 2000, 2001, and um, I, I started Book Scavenger in 2003, and it, it took me a long time to get it to the point where I felt like it was ready to submit to publishers. But then once it was submitted, it actually sold quite quickly. Christy Ottaviano acquired it in a matter of weeks. So that was, I felt very fortunate and lucky to be matched up with her, especially because she's the editor of some of my favorite authors. And one in particular, Elise Broach, her book, Shakespeare's Secret. I had read while I was working on Book Scavenger, and that was something I drew inspiration from as I was writing. So it just felt very faded to be paired up with her um, in the end. So you said you had spent 10, uh, 10 years working on it. Was the editing process comparatively I mean, comparatively compact? Because I'm sure it wasn't another, <laughs> ten, another 10 years after that. But yeah. uh, how, did, how did that compare, having, given the fact that you had, I guess, spent so much time with the book leading up to that point? Yeah, it went pretty quickly. Um, it was... Two years from when I sold it to when it was published, and I did two rounds of revisions with her, but it they both you know uh, went pretty quickly, um, which was a big difference. But through the course of those ten years, a lot of what I was struggling with, I think, was just getting confidence in myself as a writer. So I I felt at that point when I was revising for Christie, I felt a little bit more confident in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Are there certain I don't want to say turning points, but uh, moments like that? during that period where you feel like you sort of gained um, an understanding or a, a sort of confidence boost that really helped you move forward? Um, 
I'm sure there were many. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a long span of time that I, there were times too that I, I kind of would put the book aside because I, I would just really struggle with if I'd be able to figure out how to tell this story I wanted to tell. And then something would re-inspire me, like finding something like Shakespeare's Secret, and I would pick it back up and get back to it. I would consider those kind of turning points, just being re-inspired by different things that I learned along the way. You mentioned Masquerade earlier. That was something I hadn't known about previously. That was something that I learned in one of those moments of struggle. And then, you know, I wasn't seeking out that bit of information, but I'd heard about Masquerade and thought, this is... Garrison Griswold. This is something, you know, so those kind of things would just feel like they fell into my lap and would bring me back to the story. Yeah. Unfortunately, I came to Masquerade after the treasure had already been found. So <laughs> too late. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's a good lead in, I guess, to talk a little bit more about the the actual real life version of the book scavenger game uh, going on. Can you talk about how that came together? Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I started it initially because Everyone that had read an early draft of Book Scavenger before it was published, either the question they had for me first or what they told me they did first upon reading it was go to see if it was a real thing. And so knowing that, you know, the book would be published, I felt like I wanted there to be something at bookscavenger.com, knowing that readers would probably do the same thing. Mm. And so I thought it would be fun to have a game of some sort, but I don't have the know-how or resources of Garrison Griswold. (laughs) So I had to do a scaled-down version, but it started just with, I gave away 50 advanced copies of the book, one to a person in each state, with the hope that they would hide that copy for someone else to find. And then I didn't really know where it would go from there, if people would actually be interested in doing this. Um, But it's been really fun. A lot of kids that have read the book and teachers and librarians and booksellers have really enjoyed that real-life component of the story. So that's been fun to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw online that it really seems like there's, you know, quite a few uh, books waiting to be found out there uh, all the way across the country. Um, Have you been impressed by the the response? I have. Yeah, I've been surprised. It's it's been pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Did I also see that there's a I don't know if it's part of a separate hunt or part of a larger thing, but coming up tied to Children's Book Week this year, there's a uh, contest there as well. Yes. I think there's 70 different bookstores that were sent kits through Macmillan to organize book scavenger hunts within their community. And uh, I'm not sure of where the the 70 different locations are, but Mm -hmm. that should be going on the first week of May. Excellent. And I'm sure in the past year and probably coming up uh, in the coming months, uh, you've been out there on the road talking to readers. Um, what have you been hearing from kids who've read the book? That's something for me, having worked on this story for so long just by myself. And then also having been that avid reader, it just always kind of blows my mind <laughs> to now have a book that it, you know other kids are reading and responding to. So that has always been fun. And just... You know, things like the kids really respond to the game aspect a lot Mm -hmm. and codes and ciphers. There are some really smart and savvy code enthusiasts, young code enthusiasts out there. Um, You can't go halfway with those puzzles. You got to make them really good. I know. And it's intimidating, too, because they think I am a very savvy (laughs) puzzle master myself, but I can revise and research and all this stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Do you do you find those uh, in-person store events and things like that to be a nice counterpoint to that sort of solitary aspect of the writing? 
Yeah, it's it's actually been really inspiring. I'm I'm working on the sequel uh, at the same time that I've been doing a lot of these things, and that just helps me thinking about those kids reading the sequel and wanting it to be a fun story for them has been a inspiring component. And yeah, speaking of, uh, what can you tell us about that next book? Well, it's a sequel and it, it features Emily and James again in San Francisco with a new mystery. And this time it's a mystery revolving around the gold rush and a, a legendary cipher that has a connection to Mark Twain. Oh. Very good. And are you thinking beyond that? Anything? Um... Yeah, there's going to be a third book scavenger book as well, which I know what the premise is going to be, but I haven't started writing it yet. And then I also have a another, a middle grade mystery, a standalone that should be coming out in the next few years. Excellent. And and this series uh, being set in San Francisco, is that a city that um, holds a lot of uh, personal connections for you? Definitely. I grew up out in the San Francisco Bay Area in a suburb outside of San Francisco. So it was a city I visited often when I was growing up. And then I lived in San Francisco when I was in my 20s. I spent much of my time there. So it definitely has a a big place in my heart. Mm -hmm. And certainly a good place for some uh, mysterious goings on to take place as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, thank you again for taking time to speak with me and uh, congratulations on the book and we'll look forward to the next one. Great. Thank you so much. Once again, I've been speaking with Jennifer Chambliss Bertman, whose novel Book Scavenger is out now for Macmillan. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. 